At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and that can only mean one thing. That means that you're on Steelers Nation Radio, but more importantly, it's time for the Steelers Bliss to take place, and that includes yours truly, Arthur Motes, and Wesley Uli. In between the two of us, one has a decade-long NFL experience, the other an immaculate head of hair. And obviously, that'll be up to you guys to decide, but... We always like to keep our show very interactual. We like to have a lot of fun. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have one of them interactive shows. Oh, yeah. You know, because we got to get your thoughts, comments, concerns as well, because we continue to have new news as it pertains to the Steelers. So I'm definitely excited about that. But the best way to stay involved with this show is on the Twitter.com, and that is at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. Da good hair. Now, my partner. How we living today? How you feeling on this beautiful Wednesday, man? We are in October. Let's get it. Uh, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. I'm feeling fantastic. Oh, time you got it. Come on, baby. Wait, what happened? Sheesh. Wait, what happened? Did, did, did you Wikipedia? What happened? Did, there? did you Google it? No, somebody actually tweeted me. Something <laughs> to say, Ronnie. You not know this by now, man. Come on. Hold on, hold on. Come Let on. me find who it was here. Let me find who it was so I can give yes. him credit. I saw it yes. here. Hold on. Come hold on. on. Hold on. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, of course, now I can't find it. Oh, no. I'm going to do that thing where I'm trying ah, to give somebody credit, but I can't give somebody credit. Here he is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where is he? Come on. Now, somebody tweeted me, though. Come on. Oh. Was it? Was it? No. Was it Robert? Was it Robert who tweeted me? You, you, no. you tell me who it was. Was it? Make it light on yourself. Was it Joseph? Was it Joseph? You think it was Joseph? No, it wasn't Joseph. I don't think it was Joseph either. 
So, all right, whoever was the person who tweeted me, <laughs> shout out to you. All right, it was the very, it was, ah, uh, here it is. Soldier Master tweeted Soldier me Master. and said, you really don't know the middle name of Arthur Nathan Motes III? Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate the third as well. I take pride in being the third generation of Arthur Nathan Moses. So shout out to to my man, you know, and everybody around the board that now Woo. has this on document, man. Now now Woo. I feel like we're no longer co-workers. Now I feel like we're actually friends again. Now we're talking. We're friends again. I was nervous. I ain't gonna lie, you had me in the first half of the show. I was nervous. But now we're good. Listen, AM. Hey, you sound like that school down there in Texas. <laughs> I told you, all right, by the end of the month, I'm going to know your middle name, and I'm going to get you a key card to the building. One out of two down. We're 50% of the way there. Halfway home. Hey, man, if this is third down percentages, we're living with that. We take that right there, all right? <laughs> so I do like that. And on a, on a more serious note, though, before we do go further, because we're obviously going to talk about the quarterbacks and some of the other stuff that's happening with Instiller Nation. Sure. It is October, and with October, we know a couple of things. The NFL, they like to promote breast cancer awareness or even now crucial Catch awareness. And what we're implying or what the emphasis is is about the pre-screening process for the different cancers that are out there, whether it's breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, any of the different cancers that are out there that might be more near and dear to each and every one of us specifically. Just make sure if you are in position to get screened that you get screened, whether it's some of the free clinics that are doing some of that stuff or some of the stuff that your insurances. Just wanted to make sure we're doing our part Good and shot. our due diligence yep. on the front end you. of this thing because it is October. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you guys on both elements of this are aware of that because for the men, don't think that it's only for women. We know we got pancreatic. We also have prostate. Oh, yeah. Okay? So make sure that we're all on the board because we don't want any silly nation checking out too soon. No doubt. So I just want to throw Good that shout. out there Great as shout well, by man. you. Love it. Absolutely. But now... It's time to start the show off the way that we like to start it off, man, because we're not a hot take radio show. No, not at all. But when the Steelers provide hot take content, well, you know, we just followed their direction. And the fearless leader of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Coach Mike Tomlin, put some respect on his name, did speak to the media yesterday. Tomlin Tuesday. And he was asked questions about the elephant in the room. Who would be the starting quarterback? going into Buffalo, and why, and then also who would be the team captain. Mm. And we did get some clarity on all three of those. Um, and we also got detail on that. So for Coach Tomlin, the uh, the answer in terms of who would be starting in Buffalo, it was Kenny Pickett. Kenny Nation. That's right. Come on now. He also said that, you know, in the sense of why he was doing it, it was because he was looking for a spark offensively. He was trying to see if, you know, the switch at quarterback could provide them a little bit more ability to move the ball, get some points on the board, and just get some life. And he felt that that was the case. And I think a lot of us, when we're looking at it solely from that perspective, we could all agree that, yes, there was a mass shift in energy within the stadium and obviously on tape with this team. Regardless of why that was, that was a part of him being out there and that was a part of that impact. But then the final thing... um, when they were asking about who's going to be the team captain because Mr. Bisky has been the team captain, and obviously, you know, he's got to go to Buffalo's former team and stuff like that, Coach Tomlin did confirm that he would still be the team captain. So, to start this thing off, man, we'll break this thing down into layers. Mm-hmm. But the first one being Coach Tomlin officially saying that, yes, he wants Kenny Pickett to start in Buffalo this weekend. How did you feel about that? I felt like... It was time, Arthur Motes. Um, listen, 
Mitch Trubisky, I think we were all optimistic that he would have been a nice bridge guy here in Pittsburgh, that maybe he could have revitalized his career a little bit, could have bridged that gap um, from Ben Roethlisberger into the new era, given Kenny some time, uh, and all those different things that, that we discussed all throughout that process. I am not going to sit here and, and make it seem like Mitch Trubisky was terrible. Like, he was the only reason that the Steelers' offense was struggling. Like, he's the only reason that the Steelers are 1-3. and three. I'm not going to do that, certainly. But I don't think he was giving you enough. And clearly, the Steelers felt the same way. Uh, it, it was just time for Kenny Pickett. You're 1-3 and three right now, facing a, a really tough portion of the schedule coming up here. You got to figure out what you got. You got to take some risks. Fortune favors the bold, right? That's an old cliche. I just, it, it just felt like time. And in the bigger picture, too, you know, I, I know you and I, we, we've, we've shared all this. We've broken all this down how, you know, it, the, the entire offseason was about getting Mitch Trubisky ready to be QB1. From training camp to the preseason, I mean, he got 90% of those, those QB1 opportunities. To me, though, the other side of that is, you know, you didn't really draft Kenny Pickett as a project. Like, we can talk about patience and giving him time and all those things, but nobody was putting Kenny Pickett in the same category as Malik Willis in that regard, right? Nobody was talking about Kenny Pickett um, like he was Trey Lance or Josh Allen coming out of college. That, okay, you know, this guy has a ton of upside, but he didn't play at a high level in college, really. He's going to need something. You know, he went to Liberty or he went to Wyoming. That wasn't Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett played nearly 50. He played 49 Power 5 football starts in his career. He was... Over five years, he started games at Pitt, was the starter for four and a half years at a Power 5 program, won the ACC his senior year. Some might say, that's a whole lot of games. That's a whole lot of games. Well, you've laid this out, too. The whole, uh, Kenny's the, Kenny, NFL ready. He, NFL ready, NFL ready. How it was more so compared to the rest of his draft class mates. But at the same time, too, again, you know, this isn't, this isn't drafting 20-year-old Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, this is this is taking a guy who... Lamar was 20. I forgot. He's, like, still the same. He was he's, like, a, a year he older than... Young. He's, like, yeah. a year older than Kenny, You're right? You're right, because <laughs> yeah, they were saying, even with yeah. him and Joe Burrow, I mean, when Correct. Joe came out, they were like, Yo, he has an MVP, he's still younger than him. You're absolutely right. Correct. I forgot all about that. Jeez. Um, To me, it was fair to give Kenny some time, and I think that will, even though it was only, what, three and a half games? Not Kenny Mitch. Well, ready to, give Mitch some time. to give Mitch some time yeah, yeah. and to give and Kenny, Kenny some time, time to just to, just yeah. to you know, get, get familiar with what right. it's like to be a, a, a player in the National Football yeah. League. It, it just it, it all get back some, gets back to me as it's time. And again, too, I think my overarching, my bigger picture view of this is you need to know by the end of this season, you need to know what you have in Kenny Pickett. You, you, you just do. And now you're going to get 13 starts, hopefully health considered to, to figure that out. So. I like everything you said right there. I do have a question, though. As it pertains to quarterbacks, why is there always this super fast, we got to know right now? Hmm. But then, in the midst of that, we will also give context of, hey, man, the history of rookies coming in, more than likely they struggle early on. Oh, sure. More than likely when they're put out there in positions where they don't have a solid running game, where their offense line is questionable, where you're questioning the coordinator, where the defense isn't getting consistent stops, that's a recipe for disaster, right? But we're going to put Kenny Pickett out there, and now we're saying, hey, even though we know all of those contexts and all of that, all those variables, knowing that that's going to hurt his play potentially, we're still going to evaluate him and say, hey, man, if you don't look great out here, then we're moving on from you after this season, or we're going to be thinking we need to start looking in another direction. That's the part for hmm. me where I think 
we create unnecessary pressure right there. Hmm. We're creating an unnecessary expectation and a pressure I mean, in a situation where it's not conducive for him to be successful. And this was kind of like why when we talked about the quarterback play, right? Me and you, when we're talking Mitch versus Kenny, we're kind of like, man, we can see some of the things that you, people get excited about about Kenny. We also understand why people are skeptical about Kenny. But is there this big difference between a Kenny and Mitch outside of the intangible things that we're talking about? It factor, moxie, belief, and confidence. When we're not talking about that, we're just talking about on-field play. Based on what we've seen thus far, it hasn't been this drastic, oh, my God, this is clear-cut first ballot Hall of Famer type situation. Right, right, right. So with that, why is there this expectation that, hey, it's going to drastically shift now, the O-line is going to magically protect mm-hmm. better and block better? I watched the tape. It did not just drastically improve just because Kenny was out there. Nah. Ah, son the, of a- the, the receivers catch 50-50 balls consistently. That didn't just drastically improve when Kenny Ooh. was out there. The running game. Oh, man, we're going to be able to run this ball consistently in the second half. Was it consistent for the whole second half when Kenny was out there? It was no. not, no. Defensively. Had moments, but remember, not consistently. And remember, yep. he inspires the team. He inspires the seed and all this. That defense, did they give up some untimely uh, drives at the end of the game? They sure did. So with all of those things still in play, just because we make this switch, I'm just trying to figure out why do we have to go ahead and start putting that type of timetable on him. And it's not just you because I've heard that multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't understand why that needs to be the case right now. You Can, can I speak for me personally? Yeah, yeah. Just, I want to hear from you. Yeah. This is just for me and, and, and Steelers. Fit. we gotten a lot of tweets already. You yeah. know they'll continue to chime in. This is me personally. If the Steelers are going to have their first, let's call it a down year, mm-hmm. since I was in middle school. They've had down years now. Eight and eights. They had some down years. In now, here. see, I would argue eight and eights not a down year. But, but I know uh, by still a nation. Still a standard. Still a standard. Completely. Yes. Completely. But yes. If the Steelers are going to have a potentially losing season for the first time mm-hmm. in 16 years of Mike Tomlin. That's longer than the Beatles. <laughs> look at, look at, Speaking of, I bring up Odie, look right? At, look at Mosey bringing, bringing up an old showism there. Come on. <laughs> you funny. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're funny. I, I don't even remember. You. What, was that? what was that that I used to use? Oh, yeah. the St- when they traded for Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. Traded their first round draft pick for the first, the first time since the Beatles, the Beatles were still Absolutely, on tour. Absolutely, man. Come on. <laughs> Think about that one for a second. Look at you pulling out the oldie but goodie there. Um, for me personally, again, if it, it just comes down to I want to see Kenny. And there's some selfishness in there too. No, fair enough. There's yeah. some like you and I have talked about mm-hmm. fans. It's uh, being a fan of an NFL team is instant gratification. Oh, 100%. you don't want to talk about long term. You don't want to talk about the future. You get 17 games a year and that's it. And you live and die with it. And, and you want to win as many as you can. And mm-hmm. when you're not, you want to get back to winning as soon yes. as you can. And we're gonna kick, scream, and act like just outlandishly kids when we don't get it our way. Exactly. When we want it. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. To me. I, I, I want to see a sample size of Kenny, his rookie season, more than maybe just the, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he started you know the last game or two his mm-hmm. rookie year. right like I, I, I want a, a sizable sample size yeah. so that when we get to the end of the season, we can fully evaluate all these things. The quarterback play, the offensive line, the run game, the defense, the run defense, the secondary, right? And we can kind of, then when we get to January, February, yeah. and we start to turn the page to the combine and draft season and all those things, we can, I think, have a clearer look 
at, at, at what the team's going to prioritize going forward in free agency and in the draft. Yeah. So, again, it is a little selfish because you're right. We could certainly – these things work both ways. Yeah, because I feel like and – and I love that approach in a sense because, yes, we do need that information. I just think in this particular context, because of the state of our roster as a whole and the way that we're playing as a team right now, when I think of this evaluation – I can sit here and I can see a scenario where in February we're still saying, hey, is Kenny Pickett good or not good? And we're like, I still feel like it's an incomplete grade. I see some of the flashes that he did. Mm-hmm. Like we said on Sunday, I can see some of the things that he brought to the table. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, we could also talk about some of the things that he struggled with. And I think based on the way that this team is as a whole right now and how inconsistent they are as a whole, I think that's still going to be – the constant through all of this where whether Kenny's playing well or when he's struggling at time. I mean, you think about the just this game in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Not even talking about the Hail Mary, just those two interceptions, right? And just think about the inconsistencies in that, whether we're talking the decision from the quarterback, the call from the coordinator, the protection on the two different styles of plays and how yeah. the protection on one look one oh, yeah. way, one look another way. All of those things, but once again, it's kind of hard to just say, oh, it was just this person. It was just that right there. It was just this right here. So when it came time to evaluate Kenny, when it came time to say, who do we hold accountable? We never got a clear answer from anyone, did we? It's either if you're a Kenny guy, then it's on the receiver. If you believe in the receivers, oh, then it's on Kenny. 100%. You know, and that was kind of the dynamic. We're going to deal with that battle right. for the next right. 14 weeks. But in all seriousness, it does fall in between. Absolutely. You know, because the decision wasn't the best, but at the same time, you want the receiver to come down with the ball. So I get both sides of it. But once again, when we're talking about that evaluation, I think when we keep seeing that, how can we definitively say if he is good or not good because of this situation? And part of that is hmm. you still got to play him. And I'm not saying you take him out, but what no, I am saying is— a great, it's a great is, angle. It's true. Yeah, but what I am saying is I just think that this notion that we've created now that Kenny is officially out there, that now— we're going to see for 13 weeks. And after these 13 weeks, we got to know if he's the guy going forward or if he's not the guy. I just personally think that that is, you know, going to do him a disservice because I think there's more than just a quarterback issue with this team oh, right now. That is, you're 100% right. You, you, you're, you're 100% right. There, there is no easy answer here. But people want it to be, though. Well, because they want it to be as simple as you take Mitch out, put but, Kenny in, now we're going to win. And if right. we don't, it's Kenny's fault. And it's like, well, see, no, I don't know, it's though, not Because I think Kenny most people dynamic. are going to blame Matt Canada. They're going to blame Mike Tomlin. They're going to blame the defense. They're yeah. going to blame the wide receivers and the offensive line before they blame the rookie quarterback. Right. Now there will be people on the, time, on the other side of that, time. too. That's my thing. Like, your favorite tweeter, Lieutenant Dan's Legs. Oh, shout out to the homie. Tweets me and says. He's the reason I came out of Twitter retirement. He says, he wasn't digging my take there because he said he thinks the issue is Matt Canada. We need to get a new offensive coordinator and then see what Kenny Pickett does next year. Well, I hate to break it to you. If that's how you're thinking, then you're rooting for Kenny to not be successful in the next 13 games. Right, because that's going to not go away anytime soon. If Kenny is successful in the next 13 games, Matt Cannon ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And And, and so there's going to be that duality, too, of Again, it's, it's, it's buckle up for these next 14 weeks. Yeah, but I am actually glad that he brought up Matt Canada because I did want to come up here and give him his flowers. You watched the tape that second half. He did a lot of good things to protect Kenny. He did a lot of good things to highlight where Kenny could be successful. Some of the stuff was on Kenny being a rookie. But as a whole, I thought Canada did a really good job of protecting Kenny with his calls. I thought so, too. We can't highlight Kenny and praise Kenny 
for the plays that he was having out there and not act like Matt Canada was the one calling him down. We can make a case, oh, was it an audible here or there? Yeah, audible here and there is not the whole duration of Kenny Pickett being out there. So that narrative goes the rest as well. I know we tried to do that because it was seven in the past. Oh, whenever the Steelers did good on offense, it was because of seven. They did bad, it was because of Canada. <laughs> it was tired then, it's tireder now. And tireder or isn't even a word. But it's tireder or Tiredest. Now. Okay. So with that being the case, Matt Canada, I liked what I saw from him in that second half, but this becomes even more of a challenge for him going forward because now – the first, or the longer Kenny is out there, the more defenses are going to get a chance to game plan him, find out what he does well, what he struggles with. If you're watching the tape based on last week, he struggles with cover three. He can't see the field with cover three. The same things we want to critique Mitch on, we can critique Kenny on it. Well, I mean, I did a film session on it, and not as a negative, but to just show some of the things that he does well, some of the things that he struggles with. So right now, if you're Leslie Frazier, you are going to say, hey, man, give him cover three. See if he can read the field. See if he can go through his progressions and actually make a play. Because some some of the plays that he did make plays on out there, the George Pickens ones, the Pat Frymouth ones, those weren't cover three. Those were blitzes and those were cover ones. So it's more so I'm giving my guy a chance. I'm giving my guy a chance. One-on-one, right. on one, I'm going to give my guy a yeah, chance. Yeah, but when you talk about the two interceptions, one was cover three, one was cover six. That's a zone coverage issue. So regardless of who's at fault with getting the ball 50-50 and all stuff like that, <laughs> right, right. we're just talking about the simple basis of do you throw the ball when that defender is sitting there because that defense is designed for that type of play. That's the difference right now. So that's the part for Matt Canada where I want to see him going forward protect Kenny. If you know, hey, it's a situation where it's going to be some of these zone coverages where they're dressing it up pre-snap, post-snap, and it's going to make the young quarterback hold the ball, which is not a knock on Kenny. A lot of quarterbacks struggle with this. Joe Burrow's still struggling with that. As much as y'all love to act like every quarterback is elite and they could just do no wrong, no, when the tape is on, the tape tells you the truth. So he's not the only quarterback struggles with this. Plenty of them do. But one of the things that Matt Canada can be better at is when it is cover three or when it's a situation where, hey, if I'm watching tape and I know this team has a tendency to go cover three every time it's second and medium or every time it's third and long, they're going cover three. If it's third and medium, they're going to blitz. Well, let me call cover three beaters. Matt Canada on the play where Pat Frymouth catches the ball uh, and gets the talent like the two-yard line. Yeah, yeah, The one with Quinn yeah, Williams yeah. right in Kenny's face, yeah. I love the call. You know why? He knew the Jets were going to go man because they had been going man and blitzing in those situations. So he calls a man beater. Bunch concept. They switch out of the uh, the route. You get the linebacker over pursuing because he's Kenny, scared. Kenny looks yeah. off his man beautifully. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's scared that the linebacker's scared that Pat's going to beat him to the flat. By design, Pat is supposed to be like that. Then he beats him inside. Beautiful throw and catch. But those are the things that go to Matt Canada. Those are the things that you highlight and you say, hey, don't come up here and poo-poo Matt Canada. Matt Canada actually knows what he's doing in those situations. Now, can he expand upon it and do it for four quarters? Well, that's the sure, question. Sure, But he has shown it. And he continues to show that type of things. They go unnoticed. We only highlight Kenny on that play. But it's a lot that went into that thing right there. Is it fair to say that this, too, maybe just kind of resets? I don't know if expectations is the right word, but uh, the timeline? Like, can you... Can you still use the first three and a half games of the Steelers season as valid criticism for the offense and for Matt Canada, or do you have to reset that now? It depends on what your narrative is. <laughs> like, in the sense of this, right? If you're trying to say it's a Matt Canada issue, then you're not going to reset it. You're going to say, hey, the offense looked bad with Matt Canada when it was with Mr. Trubisky. Kenny Pickett looks good, but the offense still sucks. This Matt Canada issue. Like how we just broke down right there, right? So if that's the area that's the area you're trying to push, but to me, I do think that 
you do have to reset because it's a different leader of this offense now. They're different quarterbacks, similar in terms of their approach, but still different. So with that different quarterback, yes, it's a different set of expectations. Yes, it's a different set of what I want to see from him in this vein. When it was with Mitch, it was more so Matt Canada. Less control, turn some of that over to Mitch. Mm. With Kenny, it's, hey, you need to be in control of when to call certain plays for him. Because I don't expect a rookie to come out here and have full command of an offense and be an audible and all this other stuff on a full game basis like we expect to see from a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, a Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers and company. Right. I know the Kenny Nation crew wants him to do that. I'm telling you in terms of just a, an alumni speaking for the best case scenario for a younger Steelers player, that is not what you want. Okay? No. It's it, not good. And I also think of this, man, for the ones that only look at it as a positive. Because, like you said, you do have the context. And, yes, we should be optimistic, but context matters. Mm-hmm. I still go back to Chicago, not even with Trubisky, Justin Fields. Just put him out there. Just let him play. Can't be wrong. Just put him out there. Let him go. And it's like, man, they had a lot of similarities that we had, right? O-line questionable, receivers not really, you know, consistently doing what they needed to do, running game up and down. And you see how Justin Fields looks at times. Oh, a defense that situationally buddy. could be good, but at the same time doesn't get the stops they need. Oh, and you look buddy. at how people look at Justin Fields. It's like, dude, That's is he good? Want. Is he not good? Yeah. Is he getting killed? Like, what's going on with this guy? And now we're putting Kenny in a similar situation when you're talking about our offense and how they've been playing. Regardless of what we might hope or project, just based on what they have done thus far, it is not very different. So that is another one of my underlying concerns with this situation. Not, oh, is Kenny going to get hurt? But in the sense of he can go out there and look bad because the situation is not conducive for a young player to go sure. out there in. And particularly when you look at these upcoming games and there's you know yeah. three out of the next four on the road in some hostile environments. Yeah, absolutely, man. Primetime Sunday night football. But some get, good defenses. But guess what, though? We don't cut our eyelids off. No, no, no. We've already cut our eyelids off because we do not we, live I mean, in fear. We do cut our eyelids Absolutely. off. Absolutely. So we're not going to. That's like the yeah. second time this year I messed that one yeah, up. So there's no need to fear these teams. And we're not speaking of this to make it sound doom and gloom. It's just the context of it. And context does matter in this situation and more so on the front end. So that way, as we're enduring whatever comes up in these next couple of games, hopefully that'll keep us a little bit more even kill and not as hyperbolic and knee-jerky no and chance. all that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm with you, but yeah. no chance. I, I know it's not, but I just figured I'd throw it out there just for hopes and sakes. But we are going to take a break right here. But when we come back, we are going to go back and look at some of these tweets in the sense of I wanted to know from you guys, do you think this is the right decision going forward for Kenny to start in Buffalo this week? Coach Tomlin officially said that yesterday, that he will be the guy going forward. Do you like that decision? Yes or no? Let us know. Hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And that Wesley Euler. The good hair. And this is Motson Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.